You're listening to episode 15 of the Teacher Innovator Podcast. In this episode, we're discussing the steps of how you can start a journaling practice to manage your teacher stress. Hi, I'm Jamie Hand, Innovation Learning Coach, and I'm a part of a group of innovative educators who are looking to transform the way our students learn and in the process, rediscover our joy of teaching. This is the start of a new conversation about meaningful innovation that authentically transforms the way we teach. Innovation is not something we do, but rather is a way of being. We are teacher innovators, and there has never been a more exciting time to be an educator. I'm glad you're here. manage your teacher stress. Now we all know as an educator, there is a whole lot of stress involved as there are many factors that play into our jobs. And as the teacher innovator, we are striving not only to help be impactful for our students, but to also take the time and self-care for ourselves. Because part of our teacher innovator framework is that you have to be the best you. You can't go out and inspire and help all your students if you are not taking care of yourself. So that's where in this episode, we're exploring how you can use journaling as a tool to help manage your teacher stress. So let's go ahead and dive into it and talk about just what journaling is. And simply put, you don't need a lot of fancy materials. You can just do pen and paper and simply write your thoughts. So it really can be that simple. That journaling is a place where you can explore not only your thoughts, but your feelings, your desires. It could be a way to work out your own problems. And it also will help you develop an understanding and compassion for yourself. Because as we said, you can't fill up everyone else's bucket unless you fill up your own bucket first. We've talked about this before on the podcast that in an airline, the flight attendants, they tell you to put on your own oxygen mask first. And so journaling can be a way to put on your own oxygen mask in the sense of how you can relieve some of the stress and anxiety that comes along with being an educator. Now, it's important to work through our feelings of stress and anxiety because if this gets trapped in our body, that is definitely can lead to health issues because when our mind and our bodies are out of balance, that's when we get sick. So using journaling as a tool to help get out those emotions, to help get out that anxiety, that stress, that can help keep you in balance and keep you healthy, both mentally and physically. What goes on in our mind does affect our bodies. 
So I'm going to go over the four steps of how you can use journaling to manage your teacher stress. So step one is pick your journal type. There are all different kinds of journals. And if you go on the Pinterest and you type in journaling, a whole bunch of different things are going to come up and it's going to overwhelm you. So don't go to Pinterest, but just think about what type of journaling resonates with you. So there are, there's like the bullet journal. There is an art journal. There's all different kinds. Now, I suggest if journaling is something new to you, we want to keep it simple. So I would start with pen and paper. And this is where if you want to treat yourself, you can buy a new little notebook, something that appeals to you visually. Um, once again, on the market for journals, there is so many different kinds. Now, personally, what I use is just a simple notebook found, um, I think the one I'm using right now, I got at Target. And it is very plain. It's simply lined because I like a lot of space and flexibility in my own journals. And um, I like I like the cover and that's why I picked it. So you can, I encourage you, um, if you're not able to get out to a store, Amazon has lots of different journals too. And just give yourself a, a time limit or a budget and just go ahead and pick one or start with maybe an old notebook that you have. Another favorite type of journal I like to use is a composition book. And typically when it's back to school time and composition notebooks are on sale, I'll stock up on a few uh, to last me for the year. Now, if you are not a pen and paper type of gal or guy, you can also do, you can also use technology to do your journaling. So you could use just the note app on your phone. It could be, you could even do a voice memo. I'm sure there are lots of apps that you can use for journaling as well. Personally, I don't prefer to use an app or my phone for journaling, but if that appeals to you or that is easier for you, then by all means, go ahead, do a search and um, try one. And, and that's the best advice I can give is just try it and get started. So step one is pick your journal type. Are you going to be pen and paper? Are you going to buy yourself a new notebook? Or are you going to use technology? And it could even be a Word doc or a Google doc. It does use what you have available. Okay, so that is step one. Step two is we want to make it a ritual. We want to get into the habit of journaling. Because when you get started, you're going to probably overthink it if this is brand new to you. And so we need to just make it a habit so our brain isn't overwhelmed with even thinking about it. Because sometimes people, when they see the blank paper there, they all automatically start feeling anxiety about the journaling. So this is where if we make it a ritual to make it a habit, we're just automatically doing it. There's not a conversation in our brain about, oh, should I sit down and do my journal today? Oh, have I done my journaling today? That is not a conversation you need to have. When you make it a habit, it just happens automatically. 
So how do we make it a ritual? Well, this is where you wanna pick a time of day that works best for your schedule. Now, this is going this is going to look different for each educator. And it may look different for you throughout the year. So right now in the United States, we are in summer. So many teachers are not working during this month. So you may get into the habit of journaling. Maybe you do it first thing in the morning with your cup of coffee or tea. Now, maybe during the school year, though, that doesn't work for your schedule because maybe you have to get up a lot earlier than you do during the summer. So then maybe you do it at night. Maybe you make a cup of tea or some warm milk and you do your journaling at night before bed. Maybe you do it at lunchtime. It becomes a habit where after lunch you sit and do it. Or if it's during the school year, maybe you eat your lunch and journal if you're taking a few moments by yourself. So this is going to look different for each person. So just think about what time of day is going to work best for you and how can you make it a ritual so that I would tie it to something that you already do. So notice in the morning example, I said with your cup of coffee. So when you make your cup of coffee, then you know you do the journaling right after. Or if it's at night, it could be you brush your teeth and then you do your journaling right after. So we tie it into something we already automatically do, and then that way it doesn't have to be another conversation or another decision we're making. It just happens automatically. So you want to make your journaling become a ritual so then it becomes a habit. Okay, so now that we have picked our journal type, we have decided how we're going to make it a ritual. Now we just need to get started. So step three is just begin and do it. Now, what do you write when you're starting your journal? And there's many different ways that this can look. And the one rule about journaling is there is no right way. I know as educators, a lot of times we strive to do things the right way, quote unquote, the right way. But with journaling, there is no right way. You just want to get started. Now, if the idea of a blank page seems a little overwhelming, you can get started with simply a sentence, one sentence. So just get in the habit of writing one sentence about your day or one sentence about what you're grateful for. Those are great places to start. Or it could even just be a simple word. It could just describe how you're feeling that day. It could be tired, (laughs) stressed, worried. It could just begin with one word. So you don't have to dive into this thinking you have to fill this whole notebook. The point is we just want to get started. So there's no right way to do this. And in fact, you don't even have to write. Maybe you doodle or draw. In fact, a lot of my own personal journals actually have a lot of doodling in them. I've always been a doodler, always. I was that student that doodled all over their notes during school. And the same thing happens in my journal. And it's just a way for me to unwind is to through doodling. And the reason why journaling is a great practice is because it keeps 
your left brain busy. So your analytical side of the brain, the one that's always figuring things out and gets worried and stressed, that brain is busy as you're journaling or doodling. And that allows time for the right side of your brain for creative ideas to flow through you. So as you get into the practice, now it may not happen day one of journaling. So it's okay. It's okay if this doesn't happen day one. But when you get into the practice of journaling, where it becomes a ritual, it becomes a habit for you, you may start to see these ideas just appear on the page that help you through problems you're experiencing or ideas to use in your classroom or just ideas in general that help self-expression in your own life. So journaling, there are so many benefits to it, but you do have to get started. So it could just be with a word, it could just be with a sentence, it could be doodling or drawing, whatever works best for you, you just want to get started. Now with that being said, you don't have to spend your whole day journaling, because let's keep it real here, we have our own families, and especially during the school year, you are very busy, so We definitely want to make this a habit that you can continue even throughout the school year. So I recommend setting a time limit on it. So maybe you only journal for three minutes. Maybe when you're getting started, it's only one minute. I think a good goal is to have five minutes. And so then even when you're really in the thick of it in the middle of the school year, you can still dedicate five minutes to journaling. And remember, there's no right way to do this. So you could be just letting you letting loose of all the worries and anxieties you have. I know right now for where we are at, a lot of teachers are worried about what school is going to look like in the fall. Well, one way to work through your worries and anxiety about the fall is through your journal. And this is just for you. No one has to read this. Your administrator is not going to read it. Your partner doesn't have to read it. Your children don't have to read it. It can just be for you. In fact, I know um, I have a friend that she does a journal for the whole year and then she burns it at the end of the year just to not only so people don't have to go back and read it, but then it also is kind of like a symbolic release of all that worry and problems from the previous year. So if that's something that interests you, you could do that as well. But let this be a safe place where you can write out those worries, what is bothering you, what keeps you up at night. So then we can begin to work through that stress. Because what happens is when we hold that all within, like we said in the beginning of this episode, it begins to build up in your body and it will affect your physical health. So this is where we want the self-care, where we can take care of ourselves and manage our stress so it doesn't build up inside of us, that you can actually get it out on paper. And then that also allows new ideas to come through us. You may be surprised what actually does come through you as you are journaling. 
Now, the last step is you want to have fun with this. And while we're talking about, yes, you can use this to manage your stress and anxiety, but you can also use this to dream big. You can use this to imagine, use your imagination, get creative, have fun. What would you love to see? If you could build the ideal school or classroom, what experience would that look like? Or maybe you have some other lifetime goals and desires. Maybe you want to go live on a beach and have a boat. Then write about that. As we said, there is no right way to do this. But allow yourself to have fun with it. Evoke your imagination and creativity with your writing. Go ahead and dream big and write about the things you would like to experience. I think so many times we get bogged down into our day-to-day challenges that we sometimes forget to take a step back and see the bigger overall picture. So allow the journal to be a space that you can do that. And don't get worried about your grammar or punctuation or if you have to cross out. Let this be a place where you can cross out, you can X out, you can circle, you can highlight, you can do whatever you need to do. But be your authentic self. Allow this journal to be a space where your true self, your authentic voice can come through. Okay, so we are going to end this here. I would love to see a picture of your journal if you wish to share and what type of journaling works for you. So you can share with us over on Instagram. You can find us at Jamie Hand Innovator. And I'd love to see what type of journaling practice you may already have or what this episode may inspire you to get started with. Our tip takeaway for this episode is get started. Go ahead, start a journal practice. Try it this summer. Try it for just a month. Try it for 30 days and see what happens. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Teacher Innovator Podcast. If you found this episode of value, please give a five-star review as that helps us reach more teacher innovators like you. Thank you so much for listening and happy innovating.